Hi guys, welcome back to Skincare Anarchy. This is your host, Ekta. I am very, very much excited about our guest today because this line and this brand is something that has been on my radar for a while now. And it was originally because of their um, just revolutionizing technology when they introduced the first ever at-home laser that was FDA cleared. And I remember when I first saw it, I was immediately just like, whoa, this is amazing. You know, this is really cool science. And I love that they're at the forefront of it. So I'm really excited to interview them. And I'm really excited that the founder is with us today. So without further ado, I want to introduce you guys to Lucy Goff, who is the founder of Lima Skincare. Welcome to the show. Lucy, I'm so excited to be hosting you. Oh, thank you so, so much. What a welcome. No, really, really, really excited to be here today. Um, yeah, I can't wait to tell you all about everything. Yeah, no, I'm very excited and congratulations on your um, brand new launches. Uh, for everyone listening, I was just chatting with Lucy right before the episode about how much I love them and we've actually given them top picks awards already because I have been obsessed since I've tried the serum and the cream. And so um, if you're tuning in right now, I really urge you guys, as you listen to our brand episodes, to go to the website. You know, you can search L-Y-M-A on, you know, Google and it'll pop right up and then just go peruse the brand as we're chatting here because I think that helps consumers a lot you know to understand what we're discussing and what we're kind of touching on so with that said Lucy I want to dive in and I want to get started Um, I would love to learn all about you because I know you have an incredible background and a journey that you've been through to create this brand and I really really want to learn about that if you could walk us down memory lane well I guess memory lane just um I never know which memory lane to start with. There's many memory lanes. Um, But I guess the memory lane to start with with this is um, nearly 11 years ago after I had my daughter, I caught septicemia after I had her. It was just the most horrific birth. You know, you know, I don't know whether um, anyone else does this, but. When I'm pregnant, I just watch those um, doctor shows of people giving birth. And you always get one show that went really well. And then there's another case study that never went really well. And mine was the it didn't go very well case study. Um, I was really ill. Uh, I mean, the the C-section was a disaster. Everything was a disaster. Luckily, you know, my daughter is alive, which obviously is the main point. Um, But through um, mastitis, turned into cellulitis, turned into septicemia. And the doctors just could not find the uh, bacteria that was causing this. And I was just basically dying. I mean, it was such a petrifying time in my life. Um, And luckily, six weeks later, I leave hospital and I've not got the septicemia anymore. But my body was just completely finished from everything that had gone on. I mean, my my head was like in a state of constant dizziness. I couldn't even carry the baby. I had no energy. And I kept on going back to the doctors and saying, look, you know, I just can't function. And their benchmark of me being well or not was basically, well, you've not got septicemia anymore. And I'm like... And they're saying, you know, you just go away and and give it time. And I'm thinking, well, how much more time do I give it? And my mum took me to um, this clinic in Europe, um, you know, to kind of just recuperate and, you know, get myself some rest and, and, you know, and and whatever else they they do in a clinic. Um, And 
I literally I had one of those sliding door moments where I got speaking to an incredible longevity professor who was there on a conference. He wasn't even there staying at the clinic. He was just there on a conference. Um, and he told me that actually the supplement world doesn't work. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's, there's no regulation in the space and it's just full of ingredients that, you know, uh, yes, they are a crushed up version of that particular herb or that particular plant extract, but they're not proven once they're ingested. And um, he said, he, he, you know, obviously took pity on me. Um, and he sent me some ingredients in the post of some evidence-based nutrients. So these were uh, ingredients that have been patented, peer-reviewed um, at their proven dosage levels. And he said, you know, this is basically the closest you will ever get to the pharmaceutical equivalent of a preventative drug. And um, literally three weeks after taking these ingredients, I just felt myself again. And I was back at work. I was firing on all cylinders. And that was really the, um, the, the, the catalyst for starting Lima, because yeah. I knew that, you know, it doesn't, you don't have to have something as drastic as septicemia. You can just feel under the weather. You know, you can just feel um, hormonally imbalanced. You know, there's so many, you could be not sleeping. And, you know, these are debilitating conditions to have. And I knew that this formula, if it could save me from, you know, the, the throes of post-septicemia, then it could change the lives of millions of people out there. So that was really the premise for Lima. We started as a supplement brand, uh, but a very different uh, premise to the rest of the industry in that we exclusively formulate with patented peer-reviewed ingredients where consumers don't have to hope they're going to work. They know they're going to work because they've been through the same rigorous process that a pharmaceutical drug has gone through to be brought to market And it was one formula uh, created by this professor that I originally met in Geneva, who's now our director of science, Professor Paul Clayton. And it was one formula that could really transform sleep, boost immunity, uh, lift mood, reduce stress, improve focus and help with beauty. Um, And that was really a game changer for well, obviously, tens of thousands of people who are now taking Lima. Um, but it was really the impetus to start with a fresh piece of paper and not to not look to what the uh, health and beauty industry had launched previously, but to actually launch with something that was a completely different offering um, that, that was, um, you know, I guess as far as you can to guarantee that your life will be changed as a result of taking it. Right. No, you know, you brought up a really great point, Lucy. And I just want to say, first of all, you know, truly hats off to you for not only overcoming such a debilitating situation, you know, but then thriving out of it, you know, in the sense of creating a solution, creating, you know, something that you're leaving behind as a mark of what you've learned by going through this. That is extraordinary beyond, you know, I think it's what we all imagine to do you know, with our lives in some way, whatever that may be, right? So I just want to give you so many kudos for mm-hmm. having done that because that's a very, very hard thing to go through. Yeah, I mean, as a doctor, I fully understand, you know, septicemia is 
that's no joke. You know, that's a really, it really... It genuinely is. Step. It's just to be in that hospital and the blood counts were going the wrong way every yeah. day. And I'm yeah. thinking, well, I'm on the antibiotic now. There's nothing that they can do. And like the microbiologist can only work as fast as they can. And it's just, you know, you've got like this new life at home, uh, a new baby at home. And your life is slipping away from you in a in a hospital room away from away from everyone that you love and that you're living for. Absolutely. Gosh, I know. And I can't even imagine, you know, having all of the emotions that come with that and the, you know, the the psychology of it. Right. I mean, we talk about the health aspect and that, but it's, yeah, it's, it's a lot, you know, and, and to Mm -hmm. think that, you know, going through that and then, you know, the point you made was so important that I really want to stress on it um, is that, when you come out of a state like that, and this is for everyone listening, you know, from a medical standpoint, any doctor will tell you, you are fully depleted. You know, like Lucy mentioned, mm-hmm. you are fully, um, completely deprived of nutrients at that point. Why? Because your bacteria that have been colonizing your body have literally taken everything out of you. I mean, for lack of a yeah. better term. You know what I mean? So it's really about not only putting nutrients back in, but putting them back in at a specific rate, at a specific dosage, in a specific manner, in a specific delivery system. It's about a lot of those things. And as physicians, we have to consider that in a lot of these patients that go through such um, drastic changes, you know, in their overall well-being, whether it's within the hospital stay itself or afterwards or whatever that may be, we have to really consider the toxicology component of a lot of these things you know so resuscitation isn't just the you know the idea it's really about proper right dosed resuscitation yeah but I think even you know somebody once said to me um even if you've just had like preeclampsia I think you have toxins that are in your body for the next six to nine months just from that so Mm-hmm. If you take yeah. kind of post, normal postpartum and then kind of overlay it with all these different things, it's like I should never have been sent away saying everything was fine when no, it actually that's, wasn't. That's what I was going to ask. It was like, who was this? Who was this? You know, what was this hospital? Because honestly, this is ridiculous. And, you know, our healthcare should strive to be better regardless of where this is in the world. You know, I mean, well, it wasn't in America. But yeah. actually, you know, I, I had my daughter, in, you know, in, in in one of London's leading uh, private, uh, you know, uh, hospitals for, for giving birth. So it wasn't like, you know, I, I, I thought I'd gone to a really good place um, and it just didn't turn out that way. But, you know, I guess the main thing is that my daughter was born healthy. Yes, absolutely. And I'm I'm very, I'm very thankful that everything turned out to be on the upside of things, you know, and it's really, um, it's really wonderful that things did work out, you know, but in generally speaking, I've seen these cases in the best of the best hospitals. So I know what you mean, you know, that's, it's really a situation where I think healthcare providers, we often over, we can overlook things because the way that, you know, microorganisms work, the way our body works is something that I think even as a wellness industry, we don't understand. You know, we have a lot of doctors that, and, you know, dermatologists, nutritionists, wellness coaches, and we are all trying to come together for this understanding of the human body. And one thing we always overlook is this concept of, you know, it can turn on you within a day. 
left-handed and you know what I mean and it'll change everything you know it'll change the whole course of your life you know so yeah it's huge I think um you know I think the other thing is that uh, I don't know especially well in in the UK um doctors are trained in pharmaceutical medicine so you know and, and that doesn't have you know, that, that deals with obviously taking away symptoms, taking away things once you are ill, but it doesn't really deal with the whole preventative side of things to a certain extent. And I think doctors are often, um, you know, uh, th- their hands are tied because actually if somebody comes in and says, you know, I don't have any energy, what can, what can they prescribe to them? Right. You know, they're not trained in preventative yeah. The preventative yeah. side of things. So often yeah. doctors don't know what the best version is of certain ingredients that can help you make that, that can help you feel better. So like uh, turmeric, for example, turmeric extract, you know, turmeric extract actually is a placebo in its organic state. You'll never get an active level into your plasma an an active level of the curcuminoids into your plasma because it's so poorly bioavailable. So your body can't absorb it. It's only fat soluble. And you get these raft of uh, water soluble turmerics out there. But what, you know, what, what, what not a lot of people tell you is that the majority of that ingredient is made up of the carrier system, which makes it water soluble. So there's still barely anything left of the curcuminoids to actually get into your bloodstream. Whereas there's one, um, you know, the, the, the best version of turmeric extract, um, the, 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 most, the most potent form is one called hydrokirk, where over 90% of the um, ingredient is made of the curcuminoids and only 10% of the carrier system that makes it water soluble so there's all these little things that you know you wouldn't necessarily know had you not encountered the the education of this so I think there's just got to be so much education in the world of preventative uh, medicines and 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 drugs that you know uh, I think that there's a massive education that needs to take place I 100% agree with you. And I think that's, that's a very valid point. And, you know, just to add to your point, I know that preventative medicine, you know, it's, it's kind of sad to see because, you know, in realistically speaking, preventative medicine and anything that has to do with, for example, even something like palliative care or anything related to anything outside of allopathic medicine has been a concept introduced within the last few decades. It has not been around. Like, it's really sad to see that. In the last, I think, two decades, we've seen the rise of preventative medicine. We've seen the rise of palliative care. We've seen the rise of, um, you know, uh, what do you call it? Holistic medic- medicine, you know, holistic practicing of medic- medicine overall, whether you're an MD or a DO. I mean, it's it's starting to come out, you know, and it's starting to seep out of the, the you know, floorboards, but it's really still very, very novel for a mm-hmm. doctor to come to you and say, listen, I think in addition to the medications I've prescribed, here's a list of herbs 
that work. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And what gets me, Lucy, about this is that, you know, I was raised in the Indian household. So as you know, there are ancient texts about this stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, there are mm-hmm. ancient writings about what herbs can do for you. You know, I'll tell mm-hmm. you, like back in my... um you know, pre-training days before my residency, I published a paper about eucalyptus, turmeric to go, you know, add to your point and a bunch of other herbs that I had naturally extracted, you know, and there were simple extractions and I was testing them against all different levels of strains of bacteria. So that included things like mycobacterium, which I'm sure, you know, is very, very difficult, right? I mean, that's the one that caused and I tested it against different strains of that bacterium because unfortunately we discovered around that time that um you know this bacteria instead of just TB it was causing what we call now um health care work like health workers in like um not health workers sorry workers factory workers right like yeah. people who work in like steel factories or whatever it was called causing pneumonitis in these patients and we were trying to see if these herbs would be able to kill this bacteria and they were and you know what's crazy is i had the hardest time trying to con- convince anybody that this was worth looking at in terms of therapy in in, in terms of inhaled therapy you know we it's had about that, taking like, the leap you know yeah. it's about taking the leap and thinking actually sometimes there is another way and sometimes you know there's a better way and exactly but it's about you know there there does have to be regulation in the industry because so many generic uh, versions of these herbs and plant extracts don't work inside the body because they're not engineered to work inside the body um So it's got to have like delivery systems integrated into them sometimes, you know, so they survive the acid in your stomach. So they're stable in your body's temperature, you know, so they're bioavailable, you know, so they actually reach the destination of where they need to get to. It's like, I mean, I agree with you. I just think that the idea is really for me, um, that if you have something that's being proven in actual, you know, clinical trials, right? I mean, if yeah. I'm proving something to you in clinical trials and you're still combating this idea of forward movement in healthcare, right? There's a problem in the system. And so that's where I find your line to be very interesting. And that's really where I want to pivot because Lima to me, you know, I was having this conversation with a, a dear friend of mine the other day about um, the skincare industry. And it, we were talking about how there are a lot of brands out here. Okay. But there's a very serious problem that's going on right now. And that is that everyone has a finite amount of manufacturers producing the same type of product. Okay. So yes. we have a lot of packaging is what I'm coming down to at this point. There's a lot of packaging going around. So the idea of true innovation is at a standstill. You know what I mean? So when I look at Lima, I look at your line and I see you started off in one of the hardest categories imaginable, which is supplements. You know what I mean? Then you move to another, one of the hardest first of its time category, lasers, you know, at home lasers. And now you're doing it again. And I'm just sitting here floored by how much guts and enthusiasm you have. We're we're, we're, we're dark, honestly. We're doing that to ourselves. No, but I want to learn because I really think that that's where, you know, we can really learn from you a lot because uh, founders reach out to me every day, right? And they'll say, oh, I'm coming up with a new serum. And I'm like, well, what's so new about it? What's new about your serum? You know what I mean? So 
But I want you to tell us, you know, tell us about the laser. Tell us about where that came from. Like, why did you decide to come out with the laser after your supplements? You know, you know and, what? Yeah. We, we didn't. So the only thing I knew when I launched the company five years ago was that I wanted to launch skincare. So I we'd launched with a supplement to start off with. I knew that we had to launch skincare and I actually kicked off the process to engineering skincare when we launched the company because I knew skincare was the most saturated market that we would ever go in um, and it had to be a different offer so skincare I knew we're going to launch as for what the next product was going to be I didn't know that but I knew that I wanted the whole company's offering to kind of be one third health and two thirds beauty. So, uh, you know, we're really, really lucky at Lima and we have an incredible scientific team that work with us. I mean, like these are scientists that are not in the field of beauty, that are not in the field of wellness. These are like pioneers in the world of um, health science. Um, and you know, there's about 15 of them all over the world, and they're all they're all coming back with like these incredible. Um, oh, I think this should be the next Nima product. Uh, this is what I think this should be the next Nima product, and they're all amazing. But there was nothing that was like really spine tingly um, yeah. until the the professor that I met originally in Geneva, Professor Paul Clayton. He was in Germany. And he was looking at a man's knees, a 62-year-old man's knees that had been treated with low-level laser therapy inside one of his knees to rebuild cartilage. And there was a team of doctors and they were all at one end of the room and they were looking at this x-ray as to how much the cartilage had had been regenerated over however many many months he, he was using this technology for. And Professor Paul Clayton was at the other end of the room and he was looking at the skin on the man's knees, not the x-ray, but the picture of the man's knees that had been treated. And the knee that had been treated looked about 20 years younger than the skin on his other knee. And that's when he realized that actually he had a a light bulb moment. And he was like, actually, the the entire at-home beauty device industry is led and with led the light by the the nature of that light uh, it's a non-coherent light source so it's a it's a light that's in a wiggly a wiggly wavy line and by the very token of it being in a wiggly line it means it cannot penetrate through the skin without losing its power and therefore it cannot have an effect at the base layer of the skin where the fibroblasts are because the light can't reach there in enough power. And that's when he realized that actually this technology was a hundred times more powerful than near infrared LED. And this is when he came back and he dumped this big clunky hospital machine on my desk. And he says, this is what the next Lima product is going to be. Uh, looking at him as though like we're, we're a brand that sells uh, products that fit through letterboxes in people's homes. Like, what are we going to do with this? And he's like, no, 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 I think we can engineer this into a really small device 
without losing the power. And this can have the potential to rebuild skin, you know, inside your home. And it's a laser that's suitable for all skin tones, all skin types. And um, it doesn't damage a single cell in order to regenerate skin. And if this was an Exlima product, and I actually um, tried it out on my knees because my knees were horrific. Um, and the skin on my knees looked like, um, you know, 90 year old. It, I don't know, you know, like some people have genetically got um, great skin on their legs from- Yeah, like great knees. <laughs> I was not one of those people. Um, and I thought, well, if it helps the skin on my knees, it can help anything. Yeah. So I tried it and literally 12 weeks later, the skin on my knees was completely unrecognizable. And actually the uh, before and after of the, of, of the knees on our website is actually the skin on my knees. Um, and that's how I knew that this product was a proper, proper game changer. Um, it then went on to be the first ever FDA cleared clinic grade laser that was ever been cleared for at-home use. So it was a whole new category of laser power that was going to be available to the to the at-home consumer. And um, yeah, that that literally has gone wild. I mean, like, I cannot believe, well, I can believe, but I, I feel so, so grateful for all the skin that we have changed um, from you know from, from this from this device people who have had scars that have bothered them pigmentation right. uh, red veins rosacea wrinkles skin elasticity it's um it's absolutely incredible no uh, absolutely and and you know what's crazy is when i first i mean you know i'm a science geek you know i love science all science physics anything you name it i love it and i remember when i had first i think it was like an instagram ad that i had first seen for the laser and i was immediately enamored because i was like wait a minute they did what now and i was like <laughs> this is an fda approved at home laser and I was so shocked to see yeah. it even on my feed. And I was like, you know what? One day I'm going to figure out what the heck they yeah. did because this is amazing. And so this is a cool moment for me, you know, on this podcast, because I really have been a fan of yours. You know what I mean? Oh, it's like hiding in the so shadows. Nice. I, no, I mean, it's true because this is a remarkable device. I mean, you've really done it here. And I think with all of the LED mass that we are still seeing circulating nothing wrong with led i think a lot of people you know find them to be led can give you a glow like it can give you a glow it can stimulate the mitochondria right on the surface of your skin and you know it, it it's it's not harmful for you it can make you feel good yeah but fundamentally you know the the part that i do feel a bit aggrieved with the led industry it's a low-level laser therapy has been around since the 1960s, and it's abbreviated as LLLT, low-level laser therapy. Mm. The LED industry was actually um, launched in the 1990s. 
where scientists were looking for an alternative light source that was safe to use in the home because low-level laser technology had to be used in a clinic. It's not safe to start bringing, you know, 500 milliwatt lasers in, into the home. So the part that I do feel a bit aggrieved with them is that they, they abbreviated their technology to low-level light therapy, which is still LLLT. And that's the confusion. So they should have renamed it. They should have named it something that was not subconsciously trying to um, make customers believe it was the same as low-level laser therapy because it's not. Low-level laser therapy is using a coherent light source that's able to penetrate right through the skin without losing power. Um, and so I just think that that part, I just think, you know, best to be transparent and don't name it after something that it isn't. Well, that's, I, I can I mean, I completely agree with you there. And that's very interesting because I think um, when LED masks first came out, I kind of had the same I, same thought process as you in the sense of, you know, this is, I feel like we're kind of going backwards here, guys, you know, in the yeah. sense of, we know more than this. You know, there's a lot more knowledge. And out they there say, about, oh, you know, yeah. it's NASA technology. You know, no, it's NASA not. technology no, it's doesn't not. mean to say it's <laughs> going to have a health benefit for your skin on Earth. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, there's a lot of things that are NASA technology. You know, yeah. there's a lot of things that are, I mean, yeah, yeah, I mean, it's a very slippery slope. I mean, you know how marketing is. And that's another reason yeah. is that, you know, I'm now, as I'm progressing through this podcast, I'm starting to, really kind of say no to a lot of brands more so because the marketing has just gone out of control at this point. Yeah. I mean, I interviewed, you know, you, you speak of NASA and I actually interviewed a wonderful brand um, founded by David Sinclair, who I'm sure, you know, he's a, yeah. a leader, you know, in his field. And so I was very mesmerized because that is actual NASA technology, what they're doing. You know, like, it's really, like, they tested their serum on the you know International Space Station. And we're, we were talking about a lot of really complex, you know, uh, microbiology uh, mm -hmm. fundamentals and it, that, that's fine but I mean it's different when you just use like a like for example the NIH or NASA or peer review and you just start using these terms and just putting them on labels you know it's yes. that's not science guys that's just marketing you know yeah. and that's so yeah I, I hear you and I think your laser is absolutely not I mean it's a different category than LEDs let's make that yeah. very clear you know here yeah. this is a very efficacious product you guys yes. this is like tried true tested i mean you can't beat this with an led mask at all there's no comparison so mm -hmm. i want to make that very clear to our listeners as well you know and reiterate what you've said here because it's truly a next level of technology and so you know with that i want to really i want to pivot because i know that you recently launched um topical products and um yes. when we're considering well, the topical products are products yeah. that have like taken the longest amount to bring to market um really? so we actually when, when i launched the company we gave a brief to our aesthetic lead um to start ripping apart the leading products in the skincare industry to deconstruct them and find out what was their potential what was in the formulations and we um found out you know there was a mix of in the main there was a mix of um retinol vitamin c amino acids peptides 
um, and moisturizers. And it was all kind of what you were saying. It was like a reformulation of what is already in the industry. And we've, you know, apart from making the epidermis look better, so obviously, you know, the epidermis is the top layer of your skin. It's right. not really doing much else. So once we found that out, we, um, Dr. Graham Glass uh, brought together an incredible team of geneticists and he gave them the brief. I want you to crack the most sophisticated code to skin aging. Whatever you need to do, however long it needs to take, that's what you need to do. Anyway, about 18 months later, they came back with the what they discovered was this these eight mechanisms of skin aging and unless you target all eight mechanisms of skin aging you are never going to change the microarchitecture of your skin in its entirety so you will never change the dermis if you don't target all these eight mechanisms and they likened it to kind of uh, you know trying to make a cake with just eggs and sugar you yeah. know can't make a cake with eggs and sugar you need all the other ingredients to make the cake rise so unless you actually formulated um, a topical skincare with all these eight mechanisms you're never going to really change the skin and there are like some really hard-hitting scientific mechanisms in there so like epigenetics senolytics skin immunity micro in circulation, skin energy, you know, microbiome, there's all of these mechanisms that you could that you successfully need to target. Um, and we've done that with our skincare. It took such a lot of time to bring this to market. I cannot tell you, but what we've created, what I mean, I haven't created it because I'm not a scientist, but what these incredibly talented team of geneticists and dermatologists and plastic surgeons and biochemical engineers have, have, have created is like nothing else the industry has ever, ever seen. And we are doing world first testing on skin that no other brand has done before in order to prove how it works in the dermis um, from, you know, for, for, through all these different mechanisms. Um, and the preliminary, the preliminary tests are back. We know it works. And this genuinely changes everything. It's a complete game changer for skincare. Um, it's almost not even skincare. It's almost like, you know, skin science. Uh, yeah. But it's a new era for like... Um, for, for daily dermatology um, because it will actually do so much more than make your epidermis look better. It gives all the ingredients that your skin needs to totally reconstruct itself. Um, and it really, really is incredible. You can kind of smell it, you know, like when you put it on, it smells medicinal. It's got yeah. that active smell and over 80% of the formulation is made up of the active ingredients, which is unheard of in the skincare industry. Normally, yeah. 
and uh, under 20% is water and emulsifiers and things like that. Normally it's a reverse. You might find kind of two or three actives in a skincare product uh, and the rest is made up of water and emulsifiers and things like that. But this is genuinely, I mean, it's a feat of engineering if nothing else. Um, but it's two products. It's a serum and a cream. You use them um, morning and evening after cleansing and, you know, your skin has like a cashmere feel to it. It's just incredible. No, I was actually, um, that's exactly what for everyone listening, we were talking about this, you know, um, before the episode started. And I was, that's really why I put you guys in the top picks immediately, um, you know, because I really felt it. You know, it, for me, I've, having tried all the products I've tried, um, I can tell immediately when a skincare brand is going to jive with me. You know, I know yeah. that about skin at this point. And so, and also being a scientist and, you know, having my medical background, I can also tell when the ingredients make sense. You know what I mean? And when yeah. the approach makes sense of a brand. And so, yeah, I completely hear you because it's a different approach. And going back to that, you know, you made a really great point uh, about dermatology because I love my dermatology colleagues. I love all of them. <laughs> brilliant minds but i mean let's be real here how many years have we spent studying the epidermis i mean it's really getting yeah, the, i mean seriously yeah but the epidermis it's, is like full of dead cells that exactly I, it's like can we study the living tissue now like it's time yeah. to move on guys you know i can like, make my epidermis look better by going in the shower for 15 <laughs> minutes and putting on a face mask i mean yeah. you know it's it's not um it's like saying my nail looks better when I've got nail varnish on. Well, <laughs> it's crazy. No, I agree with you. And I think that's the that's the real, you know, the message here is that, you know, I um I remember when I had, you know, first gotten into skincare, you know, and just like as an enthusiast, and I um was so interested in the dermal layers, you know, I never even thought about the epidermis. I feel like as a scientist, if you're so focused on dead cells. That's yeah. a very boring life. You know what I mean? You got to look at the life stuff, you guys, you know? And I think when it comes to epigenetics, one of the biggest um, misconceptions that people have is, well, if I change the DNA, um, you know, or the, the, you know, the coding on top of the DNA, which is a very simplified version of what epigenetics is, um, you know, it's going to change the dead cells. That's not, no, yeah. guys, you know, that's not the idea here. The idea is you want to change the coding that's coding for things like collagen, elastin. You want to make those more robust in terms yeah. of genes being expressed and them being actually translated, transcribed, you know, all of that stuff. So that's where epigenetics makes a mark is that when you go on to the genetic level, the gene level, and you're able to start use, utilizing these genes more yeah. in a proper way, in the right way, not over utilizing, but utilizing them in a way where maybe they've been turned off because of methylation. Maybe they've been turned off because of environmental exposures that cause things like methylation you know yeah. or aging just normal aging of your body you know which happens you know we, we, as we age we're dying right that's really the premise of it aging <laughs> is dying and so when your cells die they release free radicals and those free radicals go and they damage good dna and what they do is they create these little groups on top of the dna and that's what we call 
epigenetic modifications. And so epigenetic modifications is a very, very, very new idea in skin health, but it's also a very complex idea overall. It's super complex. And I think, you know, what, what annoys me is, you know, you can't, there's so, because there's such little regulation in the beauty industry, you know, you, you got lots of brands saying that they've got epigenetic formulas. And actually, if you ask them, where is the testing on the dermis? Well, there isn't any. So then, but therefore, how do you fundamentally know whether you have, whether your formula is, is, is an, it has got an epigenetic benefit if you've never tested it? Because 93% of women saying that their skin looks smoother is not the benchmark that you need to look for. Yes, exactly. And also it's about, you know, do you understand the science or not? That's what I ask consumers every day, Lucy. I mean, I kid you not. I ask people before you buy a product, do you understand the science? Because you can't hear these words and think, well, the homework's been done for me because a lot of brands out there are not doing that for you. No. I mean, Lima is definitely a brand that is doing that for you, but there's a lot of brands that are not. And so yeah. you can't blindly just go after these words. You know what I mean? So I agree with yeah. you. The dermal layers are where the real magic is happening. Okay. And we have to understand epigenetics from that perspective, because it's like we just talked about, it's the core of your like human body is your yeah. DNA. That's what codes everything. It codes every tissue. But you can change cell. it. That's the good news. You know, you can change it. There are, yeah. th- 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 there are ways. And, um, you know, I just think it's, I never knew any of this before I started Lima. I failed GCSE biology at school. You know, I totally am not that person that learned any of this, but by immersing myself with such incredible brains and such incredible talents uh, who have helped me understand it as well, you know, it's, it's, it's truly, truly, truly mind blowing. Yeah, I mean, it's really mind-blowing. And I really look at longevity scientists as like the real, you know, what you could quote-unquote call like the rocket scientists of, you know, biology, you know, because they're really at the forefront of this, of so many, many sub-disciplines. Because to understand longevity, you have to understand, you know, proteomics, uh, you know, genomics, you know, even virology, you have to understand a lot. And so, yeah, they're really, really the greatest minds in biology by far, I I would say so, you know, just having my own interactions with them. But I want to actually, you know, I want to learn from you about how because you had said this took the longest, right, to to create, which I understand fully. I mean, it makes total sense. You know, bench research is the longest, <laughs> the longest <laughs> process. But um, you know, I want to know when it came to the delivery systems, right? I mean, I'm sure that was a pain. So how would how did you guys approach that? I mean, did you have any like halts in the process where you had to be like, wait a minute? Yeah, yeah the delivery system was an interesting one because um finding a delivery system that would handle so many different actives whether they're lipid-based, whether they're water-based, where they needed to get to, that was a big challenge. But in the end, um, the biochemical engineers found uh, there was a a delivery, a a liposomal delivery system, and it was quite unique in that it did um, deliver lipid and water molecules to where they need to go. So um, it's... um, it was a it was a big challenge to find a delivery system that would that would be able to handle so many different actives 
And remember, some of the actors are in case, some of them aren't. You know, there was like so many different aspects to this formula. It is so complex. Um, but the, um, yeah, it, 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 they, they settled on this delivery system in the end. Um, and it was stable within the formula and it, and it, and it all worked. So I love that. I take my hat off to them. Yeah, <laughs> no, truly. I take it off. Truly, no, no, it's 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 remarkable because I always ask this question when it comes to because it is sophisticated science. So you know, delivery mechanisms are the queen right now. You know, like in terms of differentiating what actually works and doesn't. And so I wanted to also ask you if you guys have done any studies with like in conjunction with the laser because I know that lasers can really help with delivery. Um, there's very little, I think, published around this, but there, I was looking into it and I feel like because you guys have this at home tool and if people are buying your topical products as well, you know what I mean? Like, like what would you recommend would be a great routine, you know, in terms of using the laser and then also using the products? I mean, how would you recommend that we go about it as consumers? So Lima has been engineered as an end to end protocol so it's a whole ecosystem so the supplement deals with um, inflammation from the inside the laser deals with inflammation from the outside and the topical skincare is a powerful anti-inflammatory on, on your skin so the way that you'd use them all together is obviously you take the supplement each morning and evening with food not at the same time as caffeine so two in the morning two in the evening mm-hmm. the way that you would use the um, skincare is um, you would, after cleansing, each morning and evening, you use, uh, you, you, you use the serum and the cream. The way that you use the laser is you can, if you buy the skincare, if you have the skincare, you would use it in the evening or in the morning after you have used the um, serum and the cream. So you put the serum on, put the cream on, and then you use the laser. And it's really important to use it after you've used the skincare because the actives in the skincare will, um, the, the, the laser opens up the ion channels in the skin and it makes the skincare work even better. Mm. Um, if you don't use the skincare and you want to use the Lima laser with your own skincare, I would still recommend that you put your own skincare on first and then use the Lima laser. It doesn't matter what skincare you've put on. There are no interactions. So um, even if you've got SPF on, it doesn't matter. The laser light will not be blocked. So that is the optimal way to use it. You know, most people work, they're busy during the day. So it kind of lends itself more to an evening routine. If you're sitting on the sofa watching TV and you've got a spare 30 minutes where you can just slowly run the laser over your face or wherever on the body you want to treat. Right. That makes sense. That's so cool. I love that. I love how you mentioned the ion channels opening up and, you know, because of, <laughs> there's nobody the else that I'm going to mention the ion channels that would have understood it. <laughs> no, it's, it's a really, really valid point. I mean, the photons actually do work on ion channels and opening and I understand the science. I, I think that's fascinating. I just think it's so fascinating. You need to and come I, and work for Lima. <laughs> oh, I would love to. <laughs> no, I mean, honestly, I really love you, your, your thought process and what you guys are doing because I like I said you know I'm a science nerd and I think a lot of us are you know I think yeah, you know what's yeah. crazy Lucy I every day I have emails coming in and they 
more people than not are really like us. They want to know, they want to understand. And what gets me about the consumers is that I feel like for so many years, they've been misled. You know, they've yeah, been misled yeah. and, and it's because of marketing and I'm, you know, no shade to any specific brand, but there's a lot of brands out there, guys, that I know they'll tell you, you know, Hey, this is the next big thing. And it's it? hard yeah. to resist that. You know what I mean? It's hard to be like, Oh, wait a minute. Is it though? Is it going to change my scarring? Is it going to change this? But you have yeah. to really pause and you have to look at the science because that's what's going to tell you. If they're How telling. many people understand the science? You know, exactly. it's, it's yeah. quite, it's quite complex. Yeah, it's very complex. And that's where, you know, I feel like um, transparency is huge. And that's really yeah. something I wanted to talk to you about because I really love that you do have that encoded in you guys' DNA, no pun intended. You know, you have that in- encoded. I think Lima has been like that. Even when I discovered you as a consumer, you were very transparent, even with that ad that I saw. You know, it's, yeah. it explained exactly what you were trying to do. And so I'd love for you to speak a little bit about this, Lucy, because I think a lot of entrepreneurs and budding entrepreneurs could learn, you know what I mean, from this and how to really do transparency right because we have to do it right guys there's no cutting corners you know when it comes to that so you mean like finding a finding a lab and 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 finding um well I mean I guess no more so about like you know telling people what you're doing and why you know what I mean like well well, the thing is uh you know sadly um we're not really allowed to say everything that Lima does because whilst there are not that there's not a lot of regulation in the supplement industry or or any of the industries that we're in to actually mean that people have to put out something that that is going to work. We're actually in the UK very much bound by um, regulation in terms of you can't say what Lima does. So we can't say that Lima will give you eight hours sleep. We can't say that Lima will make you feel less stressed. We can't because these are all medical claims and these are reserved for the pharmaceutical industry. So we have to kind of speak in a in a bit of a roundabout way when we speak to our customers in that we can't make a health claim um, for something that is a non-pharmaceutical drug. And that is pretty annoying, I have to say, because... Um, I think if you are a responsible company and you are, um, you know, putting products out that have that are backed by peer-reviewed published evidence, and the products have gone through the same rigorous process as a pharmaceutical drug, and they have been proven, um, I think that you know you should be able to um, you should be able to speak about this. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I completely agree with you. I think that's that's definitely, I think, um, you know, other even other science heavy brands that I've spoken to, it's like it's the same same concern is that, you know, while why can't we? Because we've done the homework, you know, like we've we've done the homework, we've done the research, we have the claims. And so I I agree with you. I think there's definitely a need of like revision in that area. You know, I think there's a lot of um like revisiting that needs to be done on the part of like, you know, regulating agencies and whatnot. And I um I mean, but at the end of the day, results speak, right? I mean, you guys have results and and that's what I think a lot of times um, I often find myself telling consumers is if we do yeah. want to know if a brand works, go to their website, 
if they have testimonials on their website that are showing yeah i mean it's testimonial so um you know we've got customers especially the menopause is an interesting one because you know it's it's not really spoken about that much um but you know um, the menopause is the first time in a woman's life where your body undergoes serious change the first serious change since puberty and um yeah you can take hrt which is brilliant however um you know it's um it's not going to rectify everything and it's where you do have to turn to supplements and you know how does a consumer know which ones are going to work and which aren't right exactly no that's very interesting and i i like that you brought up menopause i think that's a very valid point and i mean you know, you know, I think- i'm a 50 year old woman and you know it, it it's um we hear so many stories of women who are struggling unnecessarily during the um during the during the menopause so um it's 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 um it's a time where you just there should be a tighter regulation in terms of what companies um are past the benchmark as it were uh, that they're actually going to have a benefit for somebody going through the menopause I completely agree. I completely, completely agree. And I think there's definitely not enough information at all out there. You know, when we talk about scientific yeah. literacy, I mean, when it comes to one of the biggest changes in your you know, life, I mean, I feel like women, we always have to deal with this though, you know, on some level, like mm-hmm. at every major stop in our life or like change or turn, we're always, you know, faced with this reality of there's not enough yeah. knowledge there there's not enough resources out there you know and so I think that's yeah I I, I'm such an advocate as well about the menopause aspect of you know really educating consumers and putting that information out there and I'm glad that you mentioned that because it's it's very long overdue you know it it, it is and it's been around for as long as we've been alive or been on earth you know it's yeah you'll never escape it nobody will escape it right Um, exactly well, I mean, you know, I think I think for now, I think you are doing such an amazing job and I think you guys are really leading the way. I mean, I really look at Lima as a leader in this space and I and you know, in the skincare space overall. And I'm so happy to see that you guys have launched topical products. I cannot tell you mm. how happy I am to see that because there like I said, there's a lot of packaging out here. Okay. <laughs> there's a lot of packaging, yeah. but there's not a lot of juice in there, you know. So mm. it's like I'm really excited to see you guys are taking this epigenetic route and I can't thank you enough for your time, your, um, you know, willingness to come on here and share. Thank you so much. But honestly, it's been such a pleasure. I feel so like fortunate to have come on and, and discussed all this with somebody that's, you know, you've got such an incredible knowledge of the industry. Um, you know, you are a true scientist. So, Uh, I feel honored to be here with you. Thank you so much. That means truly, it means the world to me. And for everyone listening, again, please go check out Lima. Uh, You can find them on their website. I will link everything in the podcast art for this episode. And I really, really want you guys to invest in this brand. This is one of the best brands out there for real. Science is always going to win. And I really can't stress that enough. So thank you. It's always going to win. Always. It's always going to win. Always. There's only one winner. (laughs) So thank you so much, Lucy. And for everyone out there, have a wonderful day. And I will be back next time. Thank you. 
Thank you so, so much. Thank you.